squishied it. Hello, squishies. Hello, squishies. Welcome to the Squishcast. I am Anviv, and I am Andrew. Our top story tonight: Cat sisters Wingus and Dingus appeared in court today, charged with being too cute and adorable. There are reports that Squishy Andrew's list of terrible games was not complete enough, and that the game Adam's Venture was a glaring omission. Squishy Andrew is believed to be in hiding. More news on this story as we get it. A recent investigation into the mystery of where the Resident Evil Village DLC is has so far come up without results. We go live to our reporter Terry, who is bothering shoppers for their opinions. Hello, Terry here. The people are demanding answers. I demand answers. I <coughs> demand answers. Thank you, Terry. You weird, weird man. All these stories and more tonight on the Squishy O'Clock News. All right, Andrew. Hello. Tell <laughs> us. Well, before that, should we just clarify that we're both not feeling great today? <laughs> it's just mayhaps. In, just, just in case voices sound weird, sniffles are heard. There is, there is general smudge going on in, in health-wise. We're both feeling a bit soggy today. Yeah. Yes, as yeah. the hay fever and all things are coming out to get us. Yeah. So if we sound bad, it's because that's how it is. Yeah. Apologies. Apologies, indeed. But Andrew, tell yes. us, what have you been playing? Um, I, Viv, have finally been playing Sifu because Ooh. it arrived. Yeah, it did. Um, yes. It? Gorgeous. Yeah? The, the visual style is, is stunning. Um, a lovely, very smooth 60 frames. It just it plays really nicely. Um, I was talking to a friend who has played the game before. And I was saying, much like Ghost of Tsushima, when you get it right, the combat feels so brilliant. Okay, it's one of those you once you learn the uh, the little kinks of it. Yes. Yeah. I'm. It's rare that I get the combat right, and I'm not just flailing around wildly. Um, I. It is. It is tough. It's a tough, tough old game, and I'm playing on easy. And it's. I was going to say, yeah. It's a tough old experience, um, particularly. So I've done. Uh, there are five bosses. I've done the first three. Third boss. Ooh, ooh, those ranged weapons. Ooh, the anger-inducing. Oh, it's it's not really anger-inducing. Like nothing's made me angry. Um, it's just I'm not good enough at the game on my first playthrough to be able to combat her ranged weapons successfully. Okay. okay. So the other thing I was saying to a friend that's played the game before. The thing that I find, and it's a bit like when we played Bloodborne on stream, and it doesn't really give you any instructions, and you just have to go at it. Yeah. So Sifu does give you instructions. It gives you a little thing, and the the opening tutorial gives you all of the combat that you need, but it gives you all of the combat you need, and then goes, fuck off and play the game. So because I'm not particularly good at fighting games, it's too much information Right, okay. Whereas um, other games would go, okay, here's the beginning of the game. We're going to teach you how to do this one specific thing. And then you do that for half a level or a level. 
so you get used to it and then you build on that with each subsequent add-on right okay but it just gives you everything so i'm I, the, the upgrade tree has a whole bunch of different attack things you can unlock i'm like i can't use the stuff it started with i'm not yeah, proficient enough right. why would i spend skill points on things that i'm not going to use because i'm not good enough to manage maybe if i play the game a lot if i keep going back to it and get better and better and better i'd unlock those things and use those but i can at the moment where i am on a first playthrough i'm like i i can't just trying to survive just trying to get through so the we talked ages ago when we first talked about this on the squish cast uh that there's uh when you die you age up yeah uh which actually works as a really really interesting mechanic i think you can get up to 78 you start at 20 uh i didn't realize that you can spend skill points at shrines and you get three different types of skill points you get um, combat ones and health ones and um, I, can't, oh, fuck, I can't remember what the, the category of the third one is but within that third one you can spend points to de-age yourself five years so you can make yourself younger again um, which is quite cool and I've done that it's three really times cool, so I've, okay. I've de-aged myself you've got aging down treats in this game yes, like Sims, yes you do yeah. <laughs> so I've done that three times uh, but I'm still in my mid-thirties so you can probably work out how many times I've died. Okay. I mean, okay, so you have to I'm, die a I'm, lot I'm, to get to your I'm, 30s then. Yes. Okay, because my concern with that kind of mechanic is that they would be really unforgiving about how many times you're dying. Oh, no, you can, you, you can, you can die as many times as you can up until like 78, and then if you die then, you, you have to die. The game. You don't have to restart the game. You can rest. Well, you, you can if you want, but you they will restart you. You can restart the the last chapter you were on but you'll restart it at the age you were when you started it right, so if okay. you if if you reach 78 in the fifth chapter but you started that level say in your 60s and it's hard you're likely to die again before you finish it if that's what your struggle was right, so you okay. could go back to four where maybe you started that in your 30s and try and get to the end of that one with a lower age, so that you've got a bit more wiggle room okay. for the final. So that, you know. Okay, so they've they've thought they've thought about the mechanic then. Yeah. Uh, also, we didn't we didn't know going into the game that um, you could choose between uh, a boy or a girl. That is true. Um, so yeah. I'm yet to play this. It is sitting on my shelf, um, but uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, it looks very beautiful. We yeah. both got the very. Uh, sexy vengeance. <laughs> Sorry, let me blow my nose Se and then say that vengeance. again. <laughs> let me blow my we nose both, and say that we again. We both got sexy vengeance. <laughs> we both got the uh, the sexy vengeance edition, didn't we? With a nice steel book and and some uh, like little postcard type things and the art book as well and the music, which is uh, great. <laughs> do, do, do you want to tell the funny story about the music though? That I didn't. That you discovered. Oh I yeah, yeah. So I um I had got home quite late on the day I received my uh, copy, and uh, so it was really late. And I I really thought it was me the first time around. I really thought I'd made a really big mistake when this happened because I sat down and I actually started on my phone. I um I opened the box. I took a nice photo, and then it said, "Here's a code so you can download your music." So I went onto the website, typed in the code. 
let me restart that because I actually went on the PlayStation Store first and started typing in the code and I was like, hang on, nope, this is the wrong place. Went to the website to get the music, typed in the code, press submit, and then it was all like Sifu and all the branding at the top and then just <laughs> just, just underneath it, it said, uh, enter your microids codes to unlock your Beyond the Steel Sky pre-order bonuses. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, what? Wait, did I just... <laughs> did I open the box, the other box that I I don't understand what I did, and then it was fine. Um, I just screenshotted and sent it to Andrew, but yeah, yeah that was very funny. They, there's a bit of a, a mistake there. Yeah, copy a bit of a copy and paste job there. We've all done it. Copied and pasted, yeah. haven't changed all the text. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm really I... looking forward to it. It sound, it does sound good, um, even if it's quite difficult. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I really am enjoying it. Uh, it is, it is tough. But as I say, when you when you get things right, the first time you get to <laughs> this sounds so awful. First time you get to hit someone with with a pipe <laughs> as, <laughs> okay. as, a, as a weapon. <laughs> oh, it's really satisfying. But the, the, they, That's there's, good, yeah. there's good sound design in that. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. oh, actually, there's one other thing I'll tell you about. Each of the levels in Sifu has collectibles that you can pick up. Uh, or it's just you see something on the wall, you look at it, and she'll make a note of it. So you've got okay. a board that holds them all. But some of the things are inaccessible. In the third level I played uh, in the museum, I picked up a door code that opens a door in the second level. So at okay. some point I, I will be able to go back to the second level now with that information and get into an area that I hadn't previously been in. So that's kind of cool. But that sounds like the kind of thing you need to make notes for. I like it. Uh, thankfully there's a board and there's um, like a red string linking oh, it registers. things to okay, things. Fair. Yeah. Okay, that's go. quite cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ah, all right. Well, that sounds really yeah. exciting. I, uh, yeah. I look forward to um, to playing it uh, when I've got some proper time. But what have you been playing, Viv? I'm going to play some, a game with my tissues right now. I've been playing Doom Eternal, Andrew. I finally, after two years... I literally, actually, two years, because it came out in May 2020, yeah. After two years, almost exactly, I have finished playing Doom Eternal. Um, and I have to say that I liked it. I know we've been up and down over over the couple of years, because, I mean, you played the first five chapters and stopped. I played the first sort of, sorry, I say five chapters, five hours. I played the first five hours because we were doing some recording for the stream. And I stopped, and it was all quite a lot in those first five um, levels. And, you know, you definitely didn't like it, and I wasn't sure whether I was going to like it. But I did. I really bloody enjoyed it. It's still the... What we had said before about it being, like, too much information still stands. Uh, it wasn't until maybe halfway through the game that um, it stopped giving me instructions like lots of it and then in this latter half of the day there was like like two or three of the things that I needed to know and the thing with Doom is in in Doom Eternal is that you need to know those things otherwise it makes your gameplay really difficult so you need to understand how to kill those demons at their quickest because they some of the levels oh my gosh Andrew some of the levels later on they are so overrun with demons that if you don't know how to kill them quickly you would just get stuck um, and then on top of that, one of the things that comes in later is um, there is, like, demons can become empowered. So 
you have your regular demons, there's lots of them, there's lots of different types. There is a level where like a particular demon can become empowered and they take longer to die. And then there are levels where like all of the demons are empowered and they're glowing red. And it doesn't matter how many you kill. Because you need to find this there's this like uh cross looking thing hidden somewhere, glowing red, that you need to smash before you can kill anything. Because otherwise they're just endless. And oh my god, Andrew, the, the rage in those levels were real. Because I didn't realise the first time, because you know, there's so many instructions, I think I, I skim read it. And then when I, when I discovered that I needed to just, I, all I needed to do was just destroy that, I was like, oh, and then I could just get on with the level. But whilst you're, it's really funny, because whilst you're looking for it, uh, it, like there's just like dozens and dozens of demons just after you. <laughs> It's like, I just want to do... Oh, my God. It's just the stress is actually real. Uh, and then the other level of that is that there's another another level of it which the same thing happens where demons are empowered and they're all glowing red. But instead of it being a cross you need to smash, you need to find a particular demon within the level that is causing it and you need to kill that demon first. And I know this sounds... I bet this sounds really awful to you, Andrew. But once you understand... like. If I had to play a ga the game again, knowing all the information that I know now, I think I would enjoy it even more. Because it does still have the feeling, like the movement kind of feeling of Doom 2016, but it just has all these extra instructions that you now need to remember. Well, I think if I was to play, especially now, because I've just finished it, if I was to play it again immediately, knowing all the information and I could skip through the instructions, I think I, I, would, I could really just get into it um but yes those are the kind of things that i was like oh i appreciate that they've added layers in but that was it was quite a lot it made some of the level levels really difficult until i got the bfg that would create you know some some space for me to be able to actually like kill a bunch of demons at the same time and then kind of get on with it um but yes i, I did enjoy it um there is too much going on still, but I enjoyed it. Um, also discovered, <laughs> you know the demo that we played at EGX, Andrew? Yes. I don't exactly know what you played because, I mean, I was next to you, but I wasn't really looking at what you were. But I'm assuming that they have, you know, they had restricted how much you could play of the game and that you could only play a certain part. Would you like to know, at least the bit that I played, would you like to know where in the game it was? Yes. So I would say that that demo we played in EGX was about three quarters of the way through into the game. Wow. So not only did we go into it not knowing all the controls, which are quite important because the some of the some of the um, things are quite difficult, but it was like almost towards the end of the game. I don't really know why. I mean, it was great. As soon as I started walking, you know, you saw the bit that we saw in the trailer. As soon as I started walking through that bit where people are like scared of you, they're opening yeah. doors for you. Like, it was great. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is the bit that was in the trailer. And then I got dropped into the level and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the demo. <laughs> <laughs> I th like, at that point in the game, I, I had just thought they created something small for EGX that they were just demoing there. Not that it the game was... Like it's three quite yeah, it's just really like really late on in the game. Really difficult. Uh really didn't allow uh 
for people to enjoy it. But then I guess if they had put it in any sooner, then uh, people would be just learning controls. So I'm not sure True. what's better, really. Well, no. But yeah, it's like three quarters. Wow. Of the day. It was honestly so far into the game, I'd forgotten that I'd played it already. Um, which is a uh, thing. One thing I do miss that they don't really have in this is, um, you know, in 2016 that you could, whenever you entered a level, there was always like a little power-up that you could find. Mm-hmm. And there was always a couple, but my, our favorite, I'm sure yours would be the same, is the punchy punch one. Mm-hmm. You have the power-up and you, you know, have like bloody fists yeah. and anything you punch immediately dies. Mm-hmm. They don't really have that. Like there are power-ups, don't really know what they do. I think one of them just made me maybe move faster, but they don't really have that. So there was no like, like satisfying punching power up. They had like air thing that you could do, um, that was part of your own powers where you could punch a bunch of people at once and they would explode. But it's not the same. It's not the same having to look for that power up and then having like those that minute of just looking for everyone that you can find and punching them before it runs out. Uh, which is a shame. I really, I really enjoyed that um, that feature, and they don't really have it anymore. Um, but there are a lot of controls. There's a lot of guns that do different things, and then within those guns, you can, like you, you. I think you end with like five or six guns, and bar from the BFG that just does its own thing. Every every gun has got at least two other power ups that you can have. So if you have like a regular shotgun, you can either put put like an automatic power-up or like a missile thing power-up and every gun has got two of those so not only do you need to know how to kill the demons but you also need to know which power-ups you want to play with that are also most helpful to you um and there's like a the prey to sue stuff still exists but then there's like another wheel that you can there's lots of things that you can essentially level up that i just leveled up just because I had points to spend, I guess. Um, and there's also, like, what are they called? Like, power, like, energy cells that you can pick up within levels that you can then use in your own ship. And then the ship will, uh, you can put it into certain areas and then it will open up more areas of the ship where you can get more things. I don't know. It's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Are you exhausted? Have you fallen asleep? Uh, yes, it still sounds like they've, at some point along the development process, somebody should have gone, I think we've done enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just make a game. There's too many layers. Like, they, it's lost the simplicity of Doom 2016, which is a shame because it's going to lose, it's going to lose, you know, people like you who just really enjoy what it was. Um, there's, there's a lot of layers. Um, there's a lot to remember. It's, it's no longer just being able to jump into a level and shoot you also have to be a little bit tactical about it as well um but yeah yes so that's my thought i really i really really did enjoy it i'm so glad that i finally finished it it's not very long i think maybe like 15 between 15 and 18 hours something like that um and you can you can go through the game um i do still recommend it it is good fun if you have the patience to sit through the teaching of the controls um which is not for everyone and that's fine and it's a shame but um but yeah i just still recommend it it is great maybe i'll go back but there's there's other things i want to play yeah i think you know like when you get the itch for it i think it's something that um 
like past those five hours there's maybe like a little bit of a lull where you're still learning how to do stuff and then you get to just really start enjoying it um so uh, yeah i did find i mean i enjoyed all of it but it was definitely a little bit less cumbersome once they stopped telling me things um yeah maybe maybe i will watch you play it andrew and then you don't have to read any of the instructions because i will know them yeah i mean that sounds nice but except for the playing it bit <laughs> okay maybe i will replay it andrew and you can watch me play it okay that sounds fun okay fine maybe we'll play it on stream someday who knows God, can you imagine doing a stream again? Could you imagine? Anyway, that's what we've been playing. Some news, everyone! Rather than doing one whole episode about one news story, we're doing a few little stories. So strap in as we tell you some news. <laughs> Weird news, Viv! Weird news, Viv. Come on, um, tell me. So, the the headline for this was Bioshock High School Musical Wins Competition. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Bioshock and High School Musical should not sit in the same I sentence. <laughs> so, a musical based on Bioshock by California's John Burroughs High School uh, has won the Heart Encore 2022 Show Choir Competition. It was their um, their group, their choir group called Powerhouse. And the performance swept the board at the competition, winning the biggest awards for musicmanship. No, sorry, musicmanship. <laughs> I've just uh, conflated the, the first two awards. Um, musicianship and showmanship and best soloist. Wow, um, okay. Not only is it weird, but they've won awards for it as well. I watched the whole thing. Did you? I, I watched the whole 20 minutes of it. How was it? Um, honestly, God, I actually quite enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Um, I I will say, Viv, that I enjoyed it a lot more than the stage show of the Da Vinci Code that you and I watched recently. <laughs> because wow. you know what, this was this was really Shade. flamboyant and had a lot of melodrama, and then they sang songs, which the which is da what, Vinci what Code, the Da Vinci Code was missing. Really, they really needed. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it 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 doesn't. It definitely doesn't retell the story of Bioshock in any way. Um, but imagine Pitch Perfect, so okay. the, the you know taking existing songs, so it's all existing songs, and then they sort of wrap it around with some of the aesthetics of Bioshock um, and stuff. But you know it's a high school thing, and the the costumes are great, and the sets really good. They really put a lot into it. The dancing, choreography is good. Yeah, it's all it's all working for them. That's good. Yeah, we'll um, we'll stick a link to the video in in the Discord. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well then, High School Musical and Bioshock. Well, yeah. uh, we all I, look forward to watching that. <laughs> I, I will say though, like, it does feel like a really weird choice for the kids to do, in as much as that. And uh, you know, I, I appreciate that they're passionate about Bioshock and that Bioshock has lasted this long. But they're high school kids, so they're going to be maximum eighteen doing a show on a 15 year old game so it's not like it's like it's not like they're doing Fortnite or something that's current to them yeah so i kind of appreciate that they've i guess in some ways to them gone back to a retro game um and built a show around that but yeah yeah that's it's quite cool i quite appreciate that i appreciate it when people keep things alive yeah that they necessarily be of their generation i appreciate that good job good job 
I will go bloody watch that. I'm so intrigued. Good. Hang on, just need to sort my nose again. I think you'll like the dancing. Yeah. Okay, I have news that only Andrew cares about. Yippee! <laughs> Jeff Grubb has hinted that a new Need for Speed game will launch later this year for new-gen consoles. Unfortunately, obviously, this means that we can only play it unless... Well, you can't play it unless you have a PS5 or an Xbox Series. Um, because, you know, why make it compatible with more games when you need people to make games, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it is a rumour, so I'm not sure if it'll actually happen, but I know that Andrew will care about it. I think. Or not. Which, which bit am I caring about? Need for Speed. You like your racing games? Do you I? play lots of racing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good I mean... There's you've been playing Fast and Furious. He recently bought one. I uh, okay. I I will clarify that I bought a copy of uh, Fast and Furious. We've talked about this in the <laughs> terrible games because it's being delisted from the digital stores, and I don't trust that I'll never be able to keep my digital copy because fuck publishers. So I bought yeah. a physical copy, so I'll always be able to play it. Oh, shitty games, shitty yeah. racing games. Anyway, thought you might care about that because you like your racing games. Not really, yeah. but really. It's an awful yeah. game. I'm sure we'll get around to playing it. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, I used to play it quite a lot when I was younger. Um, just like Need for Speed, like Take Over the City type games. Because um, this was, was what my cousins played. What was the one that we were enjoying? Um, You know, it's funny. I saw a version of it the other day and I was like, oh, I, I forgot about this game. Um, and I don't remember what it was. Was it Payback? Payback is um, uh, Fast and Furious, isn't it? No, that's, Need for Speed, um, Payback. Pay, uh, Fast and Furious was Crossroads. Crossroads. I'm sure yeah. there's a Payback. Anyway, that was a game that good. was good. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> Racing I'm games, glad, yes. I'm glad we've remembered all of that information. <laughs> we, we are the best. Uh, Alright, go. Some news, Viv. Uh, Square Enix is selling off its Western development studios. Well then. Uh, um, yes, they are selling all of those to the Embracer Group for $300 million. Which is... A lot you know, of money. It's a lot of money, but then when you think about what Microsoft's been paying for buying up yeah. cancerous studios, it's, you know, it's a little less. That's true, so. that is true. It's it's not in the billions, uh, but yes, the Embracer Group. I, yes, I think it's a fuck. I think it's a Swedish um, company. Uh, but as of May twenty twenty two, they have one hundred and twenty four studios, uh, including Gearbox, uh, everything under Koch Media, Saber Interactive, and THQ Nordic. They also own Dark Horse Comics. Um, okay. With the Square Enix deal, uh, they will also own things like Thief, Deus Ex, and Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so they're getting um, some, some good stuff. Yeah, what this will mean for the Square Enix and Marvel deal that existed is a bit unclear. Apparently, any once the deal's gone through, any stuff that they had to or want to add to Avengers will now need different permissions from Marvel. I don't, really know. I don't really understand how contracts work but I mean if I was Marvel I would also take this as an opportunity to go and we're done with the Avengers <laughs> game I mean at the moment they're only I think I saw something that they're not adding anything to the game but you know you can just get like 
Marvel official skins or something like that. I can't. Uh, so, so they're adding paying for it to the game. I yeah, mean, give us more money. That's, we're not adding content, just give us more money then. I don't know, good, probably. Good. Who knows? Um, but part of this is uh, so that Square Enix can focus on their Japanese business and on blockchain games. Of course. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, which is which is hilarious because we talked about this in the NFT episode uh, with Square Enix's um, January first announcement, and then I added some stuff on the Discord uh, recently about this because NFT sales have dropped ninety two percent since their <laughs> their peak only about six months ago. It's not it's not even dying a slow death. It's just dying it was a sheer sheer drop so yeah this definitely seems like the perfect time for square enix to pivot their company into into blockchain games <laughs> as as blockchains are dying so cool 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 cool. good luck Coolly to them cool, cool. i hope they get to exist in the future <laughs> yes oh no wait no because we definitely need final fantasy 7 remake part 2 and 3 and yeah, maybe 4 that's, depending on. that's true if, if nothing else they can make those games and then go oh square's good though Made some good stuff. Just don't make blockchain games. Just decide not to do that. Yeah. And just go back to making games properly. Yeah. Games that easy, are easy, good and enjoyable. Yep. We we solved Square Enix. Oh, amazing! Right, you're welcome, Square Enix. Yeah. Or Squeenix. Squeenix. Here are some news that seem too good to be true. We've spoken about this company a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Activision Blizzard announced earlier this year that it would be giving over a thousand of its contracted QA testers full-time jobs within the company. These testers have supposedly been given a pay rise, earning themselves $20 per hour, which started on April the 17th. What's the catch, you might ask? Activision Blizzard will not be extending this pay rise to Raven Software's QA testers that are trying to unionize due to quote-unquote legal obligations. Because, of course, of course they're not. So they are um, essentially uh, picking a group of people that they have control over and giving them pay rises. But the people that are trying to uh, put things in place uh, so that they can't do the shit that they've been doing anymore. Uh, they they can't give them pay rises because uh, legal obligations. Just the vaguest explanation that any person can give. Yes, I don't remember exactly when the date is. It might have been before this episode goes out at the end of the month. Um, but in May, I think it is, um, Raven Software are having their vote as to whether or not they, the staff want to unionize and to elect a uh, union representative. So that is happening this month. And if that does go through, I think they will be, um, if maybe not the first, but they'll be one of the biggest, most visible unionizations uh, in the video game industry. Well then. There's a lot of shit going down at Nintendo, who oh. are desperately trying to stop their staff from unionizing like aggressively so uh, the Ninten- Nintendo America I should specify because of course wellity um, well America hates you what uh, what are you scared of people you um, scared about for human rights okay um, uh, James Stephanie Sterling did a episode about this uh, a while ago on the Jimquisition and they were saying that the people at the top don't want unions because they don't want 
a small proportion of the workforce to have a have a say and control over the rest of the workforce and what? she pointed out she's like no that's that's the bosses that's what they say, that's what they what, yeah. do, what they don't what they want is not to lose their entire control over everyone as a small percentage of the employees of the company they don't want to lose any control so what the, yeah just madness wow, isn't it it's 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 really um so blatant it's just infuriating that people can get yeah. away with saying stuff like that uh, yeah. when um yeah anyway well well then and in further further news uh, that uh, there are Activision Blizzard uh, related, uh, New York City officials have filed its own lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, saying that CEO Bobby Kotick uh, rushed a takeover bid from Microsoft to avoid liability for the misconduct for the company. Surprise? Yeah, neither were we. No. I mean, we just add this to the list of reasons why they're trash, you know, past, present and future. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the things we said that, like the so fast that Microsoft were in there four days later after all this came out. Yeah, um, is both parasitic and really just uh, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I hope they take all the money that Bobby got from this deal in fines and various yeah. things. Ridiculous. Well, well, while we're talking about terrible things, some news, Viv. Mm-hmm. Um. It's rumoured that Ubisoft are trying to sell themselves. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've just, I mean, I've, I've just heard that, but I'll, I'll let it stand. Um, so yes, uh, it, the thing is, it's a, it's a family-owned business. Um, so who knows if it'll actually happen? But yeah, there's, there's rumours that they, they might be trying to sell off to a private equity company. I mean, U- Ubisoft had a lot of great IPs back in the day. Um, that they've just basically homogenized it to the point of being utterly worthless, really. Uh, just these, like these two companies alone that we've just spoken about. I swear, I just don't understand. Honestly, uh, if, if Microsoft buys Ubisoft, fuck me. I mean, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past no. them to do that though, because they are f- being very aggressive right now with their push on gaming. Yes, they're, um, they're pushed to buy themselves into being the best console by but just yeah, yeah. buying all the games. Instead of making good games, they're just buying everything yeah. um, because money will fix things. Uh, yes, you know, that actually takes me to my next piece of news, okay. which is about Microsoft. Good. Um, so, <laughs> this is what I found. Uh, this is, I've actually lifted this thing I'm about to read for you from the uh, somewhere whose name I've just clearly forgot, but I'll post a link in the Discord. Um, it says, Microsoft might be making an aggressive new push for game streaming with new ways to stream Xbox cloud gaming titles without owning an Xbox or PC. VentureBeat is reporting that Microsoft is planning to release a st- quote-unquote streaming puck sometime in the next 12 months as well as an Xbox cloud gaming app for Samsung TVs. Both would allow users to stream their games directly to their TVs and I think you can also stream movies as well. The streaming puck would be similar to a Roku or Amazon Fire Stick device that connects to the TV's HDMI ports. (sighs) Microsoft moves to push Xbox cloud gaming out into the world have taken an aggressive turn. <laughs> On May the 5th, it announced a version of Fortnite uh, for Xbox Cloud Gaming that would let users play the game on iOS devices once again. 
Uh, during the Game Developers Conference this year, it showed off a new cloud technology that would let developers make games using Azure-hosted workstations. And earlier this year, it revealed that cloud-native Microsoft Flight Simulator would join Xbox Cloud Gaming. <sighs> so much, Andrew. Yeah, you said Microsoft quite a lot there. So much. Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, the real question, though, is can we play Mother Flipping Hellblade 2 with the whatever yes. is about to come? Is yes. really the only question on my lips. Yes, um, but it's very aggressively trying to get players into his ecosystem um but you yes, know which but might which might which might bear fruit because if i don't have to buy an a, like a device a really expensive console yeah. and still be able to play the games i'll be all over that shit yeah. um but also make some good games yeah That'd be i good. mean you would definitely need good enough internet for it to work properly and to be a pleasant experience but yeah it's it's uh i guess microsoft have just seen the death of consoles as a physical thing you would own and they're just going all out to build their business of... Well, make a good console, game. crying out loud. He made one that looks like a bin or a footrest. And then and then it's powerful and then it's really expensive and then there's no good games to play on it that like make use of that. Like There's some like cute games and good games, but nothing that really just like pushes you know technology like i feel like the reason why you buy things like a ps5 is there's a freaking haptics in there i again i think once the fruits of all the studio acquisitions that they've made over the last decade come to bear it'll it'll be different so you know if they start releasing wolfenstein games as xbox exclusive if doom becomes xbox exclusive that Indiana Jones is Xbox exclusive. You've got uh, Hellblade, which didn't sell very much anyway, but that's Xbox exclusive. There's um, uh, Skyrim Fallout. Uh, the Outer Worlds that I'm looking forward to, that's going to be Xbox. So, uh, once once these things start actually start coming out and they're only an Xbox, the, their position changes. But yeah, I just... Also and then it's it's weird, because then there's there was news that actually didn't uh, put it in my list, but now I kind of I wish I had. There was something about the FCDT, whatever federal something that regulates gaming, was looking into PlayStation's purchase of Bungie because it was scared it was going to make like by them acquiring Bungie, they were going to make it a PlayStation exclusive and monopolize that. But then you have Microsoft buying the entire fucking world. And uh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, Sony have been very specific, saying that they have no intention of making. Yeah, and and so has the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the co- both the company and Sony have have expressed that they don't intend to do that. Yeah. Uh, but in you know that one acquisition from PlayStation warrants uh, are looking into, and uh, Microsoft's just monopolizing of multiple studios doesn't. Yeah. And knowing their track record, they, they will ruin some of those studios because they don't actually don't know how to look after them, or it, previously they haven't, and they just close them, stop using them, or whatever. Because yeah. there's no way that you can acquire that many in this short amount of time and be able to support all of them. There's, you know, you're big, but are you that big? Do you have that kind of infrastructure? Um, I don't know. Speaking of Microsoft and Sony, okay, some news, Viv. Yeah. Uh, there's been reports that they are planning to put adverts in free-to-play games. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. Because... I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it's a bit I, like when you're playing something on your phone and you cannot play a level of, I don't know, a word search. You can't finish a level without there being an advert there. I guess that's how that works. Yeah. And I guess 
either the bottom's falling out of the microtransaction market and either people aren't buying as many as they used to or no that would be the only reason wouldn't it or actually yeah. no they, they, just, they just want more money they're like okay so we've flatlined with microtransactions we're not there's we've hit the ceiling and we're not going to make any more money out of this unless they put the prices up but then they're not microtransactions they're just regular paying or the combination of the two gives them so much more money yeah because if people are still uh you know engaging with microtransactions and you can get a uh money from ads they're also poses the kind of possibility of someone who is willing to pay money to pay a little bit of extra money so that they don't have those ads. I mean, we talked about it last year with GTA Online that's yeah. projected to make about 2.5 million a day in revenue. Yeah, ridiculous. And yet, they've also just launched a subscription service to Online as well. So you can now pay monthly on top of all the money that you would pay to buy all the things inside the online game. I mean, so, I assume that the subscription would give you some benefits in terms of like having to make those extra transactions, but still, that's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, they're already making a lot of money, and they've clearly got to the point where, like, well, we're not going to make any more than two point five million a day. How can we make more money a day? Let's charge people more money a day. You know, this in a, this is making me feel better though about my life because I feel like. Both you and I feel like we are always spending money on games, and we're always like, "Oh, it's just oh, it's a sale. We buy a game." But we always invest in experiencing something new, or you know, looking for developers that are small. Like you know, I still really love that we were able to engage with white paper games, and and you know, now I want to play all of their games because they they were just so great, and they're not they're not big. They're not you know like mahusive like some of these people that we're talking about so i feel like when we do spend money we are sort of investing in the new experiences for us and in that studio or in those developers well it's like this is just like the same it's just it's a money-making machine so it makes me feel less bad about spending so the money that i do like i spent a hundred almost 200 pounds in uh at separate occasions on collector's edition but those things are they're fucking great got a massive like uh, a tremor tusk statue sitting behind me right now and also the box from tiny tina's wonderlands with like freaking arts and crafts castle that i can make and a butt stallion and uh, you know the game and it's just like that's value for money I'm not, i haven't just spent it and it's gone because that's what happens they spend the money and it's gone which is why they need to spend the money again i've spent 200 pounds it wasn't that it was just under but I have I have things I have pretties I can look at I don't know can I do more can I do more news about money of course you can some news Viv yeah uh, Twitch is planning to reduce the revenue split for their partners program that doesn't surprise so, me whatsoever no. so at the moment partners uh, splits it's 50-50 for tier 1 subscriptions 60-40 for Tier 2 and 70-30 for Tier 3 in favour of the content creators. Yeah. And it is the discussion is that uh, Twitch will just make it a flat 50-50 for all... Oh, come on. Really? Tiers? Yeah. Jesus. Um, so I don't they, understand. I really just don't understand. Oh, it, 
I mean, what? Why the? I mean, obviously it's money, isn't it? Like, yeah, the, oh, yeah. The, the the people with the highest number of viewers and subscribers and stuff, they're like, oh wow, we're not we're only getting thirty percent of that money. If we did it fifty, we'd get more of that money. Um, so I guess it's some like it's like a, a it's like a tax on on popularity, I guess. Like, oh, you're really popular. Pay us more money for being popular. Um, but I think I think my issue is that. They're taxing really benefit the smaller people. Yeah, though. they're taxing taxing the popular people, but like they've already reduced the cost of a subscription anyway, which for smaller channels reduce their income because half of that money still goes to Twitch. So I'm like, mm, yeah, I just I just think it will continue with people just looking for alternate means to. Well, it will make, make things like uh, Trevo bigger. If they are doing something different, people just start switching over to Trevo, yeah. and uh, finding different ways to stream stuff so that they can earn money. I don't really understand why there isn't like a bracket. Like, if it's a tax on popularity, there should be a bracket in which, like, you need to have this amount of popularity for you to then have this tax, as opposed to just taxing everyone. Because I mean, we yeah. don't make a lot of money, and all of the money that we make, we kind of just put back into making the stream better or the podcast or you know it's it's it goes to us making more content so you know it's just a bit of a don't really understand don't really understand no but um but this is also why we've been pushing um a, a preference for people if they are going to donate to do it via the Kofi page because that's that money comes to us yeah um and it's an actual donation rather than uh supporting some big company uh, not be good. Yeah. You got any more news? I have one more piece of news. I need to blow my nose though, obviously. I have some great news, Andrew. Okay. That you told me about, but it wasn't on the list, so I had to make sure that it was here so that it wasn't all bad. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that the recently uh, sort of uh, remastered and re-released uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe has really incredible accessibility features. I feel like that needs to be something that's spotlighted. Okay, um, go for it. So the studio stated that it's really important to us that the Stanley Parable can be enjoyed by as many people as possible, and oh boy, are we here for it. Some of the features include customizable font sizing for subtitles. They go from very small to very large, as well as being able to customize the uh, opacity of the backdrop for, for the subtitles. Uh, you know, for people who have visual impairments uh, and require more kind of contrast. They have translational labels, which means that uh, some of the features may be essentially translatable into another language. Um, they have simplified uh, controls toggle with a one-handed walk mode. This is for people using a mouse, I think, more specifically, but it might be it might work with uh, consoles. So there is a one-handed walk mode or an auto-walk mode um, for for the game. They have also added text to describe color for visual impairments, uh, and that so there's a particular bit in the game where there is, a, I think, a choice where you can either go through a red door or a blue door, and that's something that you, a choice that you need to make. And they've just, you know, added the name of the color, so if someone is colorblind, they can still play the game. Um, and uh, the the one of the things that you had told me about Andrew that made me really want to put it in here as well. If they've, you know, some of the content of the game uh, can be sensitive. Uh, for some of the jokes, uh, so they have added trigger warnings 
for everyone so that you will know if something um, that might trigger you is coming up and that happens every time and you can also skip it and it doesn't stop you from engaging in the game and progressing in, in the story. Um, I mean, fucking finally. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is how accessibility needs to be done. Like this and uh, the way that The Last of Us Part 2 accessibility worked, I feel like are really just like so great and more people should be doing it. Like, I don't know why more people aren't doing it. Because how many more people are going to be able to play this incredible game that we're telling everyone they need to play? Or that you're telling yeah. everyone that we need to play? Yeah. Um, if they can't access it, you know? There's a whole True. world of people that would love to be, uh, be in on this joke. But like, it's like fucking you. incredible. Yeah, but it's incredible. It's good. Really I mean, it's, gr it's good that a, g a game that came out in 2013, I think, that they've gone back to now that they've not just remade the game as was that they've actually gone the extra mile to put put thing, things in that sadly just weren't a thought in 2013 and uh, this isn't a, a, a dig at the the developers like there just wasn't a lot of accessibility options or thoughts or conversation uh, a decade yeah. ago yeah um, and they've re-released their game and went how can we make this game as accessible and fun for as many people as possible. Yeah, and I always think about, you know, uh, people who don't need these things. Uh, sometimes, you know, some people are great with it, some people moan about it, but I always think about, like, if I, I don't know, if something happened to me and I all of a sudden, you know, got my sight taken away or my hearing taken away and gaming is such a big part of my life that I, the thought that I suddenly can't engage with certain games is really sad. Because, you know, it's not just about the people that were born with it. Like, something might happen to anyone. Like, you sh these things should just be available. Like, this is life. But all of a sudden, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do something I love. Um, because uh, something in my body just doesn't work in the same way. It's, 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 yeah. So this is really great. Thank you so much. Uh, people who made Stanley Parable that I don't remember the name. Crow, crows, crows, crows. Crows, crows, crows. Thank you so much. That was a really great piece of news that uh, lit up my my long list of not-so-great news. Well, along the same sort of lines, good news, Viv. Yes. Sony have created a PlayStation preservation team. Ooh. It's uh, a bit vague at the moment because we're only getting this information from the guy Garrett uh, Fredley, who has uh, he's the senior build engineer. Uh, so he tweeted about this and it kind of exploded a little bit and I don't think he was really prepared for that. So we don't have a huge amount of information. Uh, but he explains that game preservation is a process where games can still be brought back and played after 100 years of storage. Oh, oh wow. So it's about uh, storing the tools, data, documentation, servers and clients and compilers necessary to recreate a game from scratch and not just putting the raw code somewhere. So it's the, the entire process that created a game. Oh wow! Because uh, okay. you're um, this wasn't on my list of things, but um, Apple recently emailed out to people that uh, any apps that hadn't been updated for two years were going to get deleted from the Apple Store. Oh wow! Okay. And a lot of indie devs were like, "Do you know how much time it'll take to go back into my game that works perfectly, and I can't just change something and recompile it, whatever." If they build it in Unity, the current version of Unity is different. 
and therefore they're going to have to learn compiling it in a new tool set to bring out a, a, a version of a game that works perfectly fine as it is. It's just such a weird, a weird thing. So this preservation would allow in the future that there is, for example, would be a copy of Unity, that particular version of it, that if somebody needed to recreate a game, they've got, okay, we've got all this data, we've got this copy of um, Unity, put the two together, game comes out. That would that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Um, but also, fuck Apple for what they're doing. Just leave stuff alone. Why does stuff have to be updated if it's fine? One second. Good news, Viv. Yes. There is going to be a new Tales from the Borderlands game. Yeah, there is. Come on, I'm ready. Um, don't don't know when. Um, it will not be made by Telltale Games, who made the last one, because uh, they went bankrupt and got sold off and the rights reverted back to 2k so this one is being made by gearbox oh okay yeah interesting yeah so oh that's exciting though i'm ready for another tales from the borderlands i want more borderlands all the time um i've got two more stories tell me more andrew bad news maybe viv oh no um uh sony have temporarily uh, disabled membership stacking. Oh no! But what? But 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 deals and how am I supposed to get mine to just so many years in advance? It's, they've only stopped it until the new PS Plus launches in June. Because what, oh, the the, what they realised was happening yeah. is that people were buying very 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 cheap memberships comparative to what they will be come plus and stacking them so that um, they were paying a lot less than they would be for the very highest tier. And Sony will be like, oh, wait, we're losing money, so let's just stop people being able to do that. Lol. Okay. Sounds, like, I mean, sounds like Sony. Yeah, I mean, fair, but yes. Okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I feel like I didn't get, I didn't look at it on a deal I don't actually know when mine runs out, but um, it might be this Christmas. I'd forgotten that when I was writing my notes for this that I'd wrote stack and no stacking. <laughs> stack and no stacking. <laughs> 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 Just made me laugh when I read that. Um, right, my final piece of news. Weird news, Viv. Yeah. Have you heard of the video game, Viv, that is called Balan Wonderworld? I have not. Well, Viv, there was a game called Balan Wonderworld what came out last year, and everyone went, "Well, that's shit," and that was it. That was that was the extent of Balan Wonderworld's <laughs> okay. contribution to gaming. Is everyone went, "That's a bit shit." Uh, the game <laughs> you'll love this the game has a one button control scheme so press any of the buttons it it does the same thing all of the buttons do exactly the same what? thing yep so all of it random want to jump press the button want to do something else press that button does Wait, the same how thing does that... I don't know so I've, it just I've does wa- the right thing as soon as you reach yeah, the... so I've, basically I've watched... there's no there's no, no. You, are you actually doing anything you just yeah. walk and yeah. I've uh, I've watched people play this game and it just looks appalling. So the game's director, uh, when it came out, was uh, listed as uh, Yuji Naka, and he was the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Yeah, back at back at the Sega days. Uh, so he, this was his his most recent game, uh, but he has recently revealed that he got fired for the um, before the last six months of the project. So the oh yes, yes. controversial. I wonder um, if that's when they added the one button thing. I I mean I 
I would assume that they didn't do anything productive in that final six months, uh, based on how the game came out. Ooh, I uh, so why he he's got fired. he well, he's re- released a very long statement that I will not read in in its entirety because we don't have all day. But I've uh, I've, I've taken some quotes from it, if you will permit me. Yeah, go for it. And um, I think, I think based on what we've been talking about, this this is relevant to our discussion today. I think it's, this is him speaking, I think it's no good that Square Enix doesn't value games and game fans, he says. Oh. I want to truly apologise to the people who bought Balan Wonderworld, which, to me, was unfinished. Making a game better up to the very last chance is what makes a game creator, and I really think it's strange to make it so you can't do that. I contracted a lawyer and tried to negotiate to at least be able to issue development comments until the end, but Square Enix didn't listen to me at all, so I filed a lawsuit. I think this situation is a big part of why Balan Wonderworld turned out as it did and got the reviews everyone is aware of. I'm truly disappointed that a game I started making from the beginning ended up like this. All I can feel is regret that Balan Wonderworld was sent out into the world as what is to me an unfinished game. I had many thoughts about how to release a proper action game into the world. I think that Square Enix and our Zest, the other developer, are companies that do not value games and game fans. And there's lots of stuff he wow. talks about in the in the thing. And there's one that I didn't fully und- I still don't really fully understand, and I, I look forward to there being more um, information about this so I can fully understand it. But he's at uh, one point in his discussion he's talking about the music for the game and uh, one of the points of contention between him and uh, Square Enix was about the music and he says at one point a YouTuber was going to play a piece of music from the game on the piano and release the score I thought it was strange to use an arranged version and one from a ghostwriter at that when we were releasing an original game I asserted that I wanted to use the original score and this created trouble. So it sounds like okay. it sounds like Square Enix were giving this YouTuber the score, who was going to do a piano version, and then release that themselves before the game came out. So random. It's a bit weird. That's I would, really I mean, I'd, weird. I'd probably be a bit angry about that. What is going on? I don't know. Square Enix coming up in news now. Squeenix. Squeenix yeah. made doing things. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, that's wow. that's some news that's been happening. That is some news. That does conclude all of our news. I'm sure there is more. <laughs> yeah, there's always between, news. Uh, between us recording and when it's actually released, I'm sure much more will happen. And if we uh, catch it, we will uh, post it on Discord. Carry on the conversation over there. Andrew. Hello. Are you ready for your surprise question? No, I was just before we started recording when you asked me if I was, and I was, but now I'm not anymore. So oh, okay, shame. Well, it's coming anyway. Anyway, oh, no. so my question to you is, is it a question? We'll see when I start speaking. <laughs> I would like you to pick one game that you have on your shelf from each generation of consoles. So, you know, one PS1, one PS2, one PS3, PS4, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. That if you had to someone had a gun pointed to your head and said you mm-hmm. have to pick one game to throw out 
oh, what so would I, those from uh, one from every generations what would they be oh so i have to throw out any game from my shelf one one per generation okay and why i guess i assume you don't want me to list off all of the games i mean actually actually for ps1 it's quite easy i don't have that many um my ps1 games i have heart of darkness uh, which i started playing recently um it's all right uh in cold blood which i still haven't played it's the only revolution software game i've never played uh, the x-files game and rebel assault 2 i'd throw out rebel assault 2 if somebody was standing over me right now because uh, it doesn't work i can't i, ca I can't <laughs> that's play fair it. that's fair um uh, the the ps1 codex are so weird that it won't play on the ps3 because uh, the videos won't play back and i tried playing it on my ps2 but because my tv's so good and i have to do it through I have to do it through HDMI. My TV looks at the uh, 24p resolution <laughs> of a PS1 game and goes, "I'm sorry, I ca I can't display that. I'm, I'm a 4K OLED. I cannot do 24p. No, sorry, uh, 240p. Um, so it won't play on my PS2 either. So unless I find a shitty TV, basically. Um, yeah, unless I still have my um, my TV video combo." that I bought on my first week at university in 2000. Unless that still exists somewhere, uh, so I can plug it, uh, my PS2 into a CRT, I'm fucked, so that can go. Um, All right, PS2. PS2. Uh, I'm going to say The Getaway, which is actually a very, <laughs> okay. it's, it's a very pretty game. Uh, it's a bit GTA-ish, uh, but um, whoever designed the combat and the gun shootering uh, was a was an idiot, um, and I can't play it because, honest to God, it's just uh, the worst gun shooting thing I, I've ever experienced. <laughs> okay. Uh, I bought it because I, I wanted to play it on stream back in during lockdown and do a tour of London because it's a pretty good uh, representation of central London I in game form. This, yeah. Um, but I tried. I tried actually playing the game. I was like. Wow, I can't shoot anyone. So, gone. Get in the bin. Uh, do you want to include Vita and um, PSP games? Sure. Um, of my physical Vita games, it would probably be Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet's fun, and I like it, but I like the other games better. Uh, is that the where Sackboy comes from? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So prefer a Sackboy over a little bit planet. I it's, uh, yeah I'm uh, the the make your own game level things isn't my interest. So the yeah. actual levels themselves are fine, but the the whole other part of it with the user generated stuff isn't something I'm interested in. So I can't really engage in that part of it, and that's a big part of it. So actually, little big planet would be PSP as well. So that's a, that's a little big planet too for wow for you. God, I've got so many terrible PS3 games. Yeah, I was I was really I'm really intrigued about the PS3 ones because I know there's a there's an extensive list of terrible games you've been playing. <laughs> Can I do a little big planet hat trick on PS3? That'd be mean. <laughs> um. Oh, see, the th sad thing is, some of these terrible games I really want to I want to keep for preservation reasons. Um. It's your choice. Whatever you want. If you want to do Little Big Planet, if there's, there's less value in Little Big Planet than there is in all the terrible games, then do that. I'm blowing my nose. Yeah, it might have to be a, might have to be a Little Big Planet trilogy. 
Wow. So it's just Vita, PSP, and PS3. Little, oh, big little Big Planet get in the bin. Yeah, wow, that's harsh. That's uh, that's gone above. Uh, uh, what is it? Right to Hell and things like that. This is this is quite the. Rev- I, it's quite I revealing can't... about you, Andrew. Like I, I really want to lend you, at Right to Hell, because I, I would, I, I just, I want, <laughs> I would want other people to play Right to Hell. Um, I don't think I would lend you Little Big Planet. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'd probably forgotten. I think I'd forgotten that I had it on my shelf. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got some. I've got some proper terrible PS3 games. But Little Big Planet wins. All right, PS4. I would die if you asked me this question, because the moment I'd get to PS4, I feel like I haven't bought physically bought terrible games. I've only if I've got them. If it's terrible, it's usually digital. So I would be having a meltdown right now. This is this one's gonna hurt, not me. It's gonna hurt someone else. This was a gift from Dynamite Plays, who um, bought me Road Rage as a as a joke gift. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is really one of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> um. Well then. Uh, yeah. So I don't think I would miss. I don't think I'd miss that ever. And PS5, I've only actually got good PS5 games. On the I shelf. know. Although there's one outlier, which would be this. So it'll probably be Planet Coaster. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. I uh, guess all the other games are the proper epic games that you've bought so far. Yeah, I really wouldn't know where to start with the other ones. I'm really curious what would have happened if you didn't have. Planet Coaster on your Planet shelf? Coaster. I don't know. Try. No, I'm trying. I just know that whatever comes out of your mouth, I'm just going to gasp, aren't I? <laughs> uh, looking at them, it would maybe come down to probably Hitman 3 or Sackboy. Wow. I, I really loved Sackboy. It's very cute. And Hitman 3. Yeah, well, I haven't played any of Hitman 3 itself yet, because um, we never finished yeah. Hitman 1. But I can play... Hitman 1 and 2 within Hitman 3. Um. Yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's that then. That's a really hard question, I hate you. <laughs> yes! I mean, it was a hard question f- uh, and an upsetting question for Little Big Planet, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was a trilogy of Little Big Planet that just got chucked in the bin. It's always good to have those sacrifice games lying around. Like, wow. <laughs> If there was a gun pointed to my head. Yeah, they can take the bullet. (laughs) Hello, Viv. Hello, Andrew. Why do we say hello at the beginning of every every section? It's very weird. It is very weird. We're weird people. Um, Do you have a gaming story for this, this week, Viv? I do. So my gaming story uh, has got a thank you attached to it, wow. to Daddy Joe specifically, uh, because I got a very nice, very, very nice gift the other day that I have been wanting for a very long time. I think we've spoken a lot about, you know, you playing terrible games, Andrew, and my just incessant obsession with wanting to play um, the Simpsons Hit and Run game again. Mm-hmm. And I was coming home the other day and um, I walked in and I just so happened to see 
uh, Andrew Squishy's shoes and hat in my in my household, and I was like, what? What is the Squishy doing here without my knowledge? And <laughs> and I walk into my living room, and Andrew's just sat on the floor in front of something. And I was like, okay, what's happening? And, you know, Andrew's all like, hello, oh no, you've just ruined the surprise. Which, by the way, everyone ruining surprises is my middle name, so um, just FYI. And uh, he's like, well, I might as well tell you now that uh, uh, Joe, or some of you might know him as uh, Joker the Wizard, had kindly gifted uh, me his backwards compatible PS3 that I've been looking for for so long and who I did find one and it was like 170 pounds something ridiculous amount of money don't it, say that Joe will be like oh I should have got I should have got more money for it uh, I mean if you want some money for it as long as he doesn't want 170 pounds but uh, which is you know cheaper to buy the two separate consoles than it is to buy that one backwards compatible one but I was so tempted and I remember just thinking no, that's too much money I'm not going to buy it it's a waste of money and then I just got home and there was one in my house and 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 I immediately left and went to buy the, you know, the Simpsons Hit and Run game because of course I did. And the moment I got home, I played the first couple of levels, and oh my gosh, the joy, the joy and the giddiness. And I was sad that I was by myself and no one else got to experience it because I was so happy. Um, I was so happy to be playing it again. So so good. And since I've you know I've just been spending a lot of time in CX trying to get more things. Um, and I think we mentioned earlier about Andrew and I going to watch the Da Vinci Code uh, in the theatre uh, and whilst we were sat there I also bought a copy of the Da Vinci game to play on the PS you know as a PS2 game because I did start it when I was younger and never finished um, and and now the, the, there's a PS2 collection growing and PS3 collection and growing and yeah you got your first, first PS3 game didn't you I did I did not that I remember what it is but I did Dead Space Yes, uh, I also got Dead Space for the PS3, and now I need to rearrange my shelf, Andrew. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna need to, gonna need to make some space because uh, the uh, the collection is growing very much. Yeah, but uh, to, but I'm need so to you a, need to get you a PS1 game. Yeah, so I can have uh, one from each generation, and someday maybe I'll buy myself a Vita and just have it all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because I've been looking for it for so long. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Joe, uh, that was a really, really wonderful gift, um, and uh, it will be very much treasured, and I will make good use of it. Don't you worry. All right, um, game watch. Yeah, kind of, kind of be honest with. I completely forgot about this, so I, I have nothing. I have nothing to bring to the table. That's all right. This, this week, what have you got? Anything? I do have stuff. So two th I have two things. Uh, yes. One of them I'm looking forward to and one of them I'm saying out loud because I want something else. <laughs> so something I'm excited about is there is a, uh, a Sniper Elite game. A Sniper Elite 5 uh, is is coming out very, very soon. I'm going to look up the date because I didn't write the date for some reason. Ridiculous. There is a Sniper Elite 5 coming out on the 26th of May. And it will be coming out on PC, PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, Andrew and I played this on stream. And I don't think it's the best game in the world. But I think we just had a lot of fun playing it together. Yeah. So it's a game that I think I will uh, probably buy at some point. Because I want to play it with you, Andrew. Uh, so we can have some more Snipey Snipes fun. Because uh, that, was, that was really great. Um, and the, uh, <laughs> the second one I will talk about... Uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to the game that they're actually releasing 
which is uh, Capcom Fighting Collection, which is uh, mm. coming out on the 24th of June. Um, on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, in case you're interested, it's coming out, uh, and you play it and have fun. Uh, I'm pretty, but I'm, I'm pretty d- sure that uh, that lap will be all over that one. Yeah, so yeah. Fighting games. Uh, so you know, enjoy it. But really, my the question on my lips is really, why is Capcom doing anything other than giving us more Resident Evil? I don't really understand. I yeah. want some Resident Evil Village DLC because it's been over a year since the game was released. Or the next game, just give us more Resident Evil, you cowards. Yeah, I where's want where's more. the where's the Resident Evil remake? Resident Evil remake, the DLC, just so much. We really, I just need, I need it, I need it, please. You make. You make very good points. Um, so yes, that's what I'm looking forward to and the wishing for. <laughs> yes. Oh, soon, soon, please. Please, please. I don't know. What I'm doing that. You cut that out. Thank you very much for listening, you wonderful bunch of squishies. We very much appreciate it. And if you would like, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on at Game with Squishy. If you'd like to support us, you can make a donation for as little as the price of a cup of coffee on our Ko-fi page. And that's ko-fi.com slash the squishy stream. Please also join us on our Discord to chat about the show and for some supplemental information from each episode. We'll be adding links to some of today's news stories soon, so if you'd like to check that out, do come and join us. And if you'd like to ask us a question for the surprise question, you can do so on our Discord or use the hashtag AskASquishy on Twitter. We dare you to ask us a hard gaming question. We dare you. Double dare you. Triple dare you. Thank you again for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's awful. He almost made it through the whole recording without having a coffin fit. (laughs) So made it. People are going to listen to that. Let's do the bye again. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It's just just coughing now. It's just coughing now. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye now because Andrew, <laughs> stop coughing into the mic. <laughs> I'll do the goodbye for you. Goodbye, everyone. I will say goodbye for Andrew because he's out having a coffin fit. Bye, squishies. <laughs> <laughs> She did.